Jesus. Amen. Amen. Be seated. Mary had kept all these things, namely the birth out of doors, the appearance of shepherds who claimed to have been sent by angels, and her own knowledge that her son was conceived without knowing a man. She kept all those things and pondered them in her heart. For Lot is the mother of God, had not been easy. She bore the shame of the wagging tongues of Nazareth. She bore the shame, at least for a little while, of her beloved Joseph. If she was ever called the Virgin Mary, it was certainly in mocking tones. She also knew the hardship of traveling while pregnant and of there being no room in the inn. Already, immediately upon his birth, the world wanted to peek at and a piece of her son. Those country shepherds came barging in and told everyone there was not much peace or rest for Mary. Then 40 days passed. And she and Joseph took Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem, and there Simeon prophesies while they marvel. But there's a warning. A sword will pierce Mary's pondering heart. Soon mad Herod will come looking for blood, and as far as Bethlehem is from Nazareth, Egypt is still farther from mothers and sisters. Jesus will escape that attempt on his life, but he will submit to death eventually. Mary is destined to outlive both her husband and her son, a burden in itself as great and heavy as any mortal has ever known. The shepherds are exuberant. Joseph is marveling, marveling. Simeon is singing and departing. Anna is shouting thanksgivings and telling of good news. Mary is pondering. It's not that she's less than joyful. It's simply that her joy is tempered with the reality of the curse. Things are not as they should be. She should not have been out of doors in the winter with the newborn. She should have had a better place to lay him than a manger. She shouldn't be shamed by men for the honor that God has bestowed upon her. But most of all, most of all, her son should not have to die. Of all those who are ever born, this one, this one is innocent. This one has not sinned. He should not die. But he does. He dies. That is his sole purpose and objective. That was why he was born. Because if he didn't die, then Mary and the shepherds, Joseph, Simeon, Elizabeth, and Zechariah, Anna, and all of us would. 
if he didn't die, then we would die. Mary knows joy and peace in Christ. She knows union with God. But she also knows sadness. For this life is not as it should be. We have not yet arrived. Our sorrow has not ended. Life, even for Christians on this side of death, is not yet full. It's still incomplete, still sorrowful. <coughs> Far from Nazareth, Mary knows that Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and Egypt are not her home. Does she know that Nazareth is not either? That she will not really rest or be at peace until she is home with her son in the place he prepares for her. Is that what she's pondering? This is how it is for you. You are forgiven in Christ, and there is no one to accuse you. The devil has nothing to say. You are holy and innocent and righteous in Christ Jesus. You rose to life out of the watery grave where God's name was put upon you. No one can stand against you. But you still hurt. Your heart is pierced as well. Broken with children who do not honor you, who have grown in ways you do not approve, with supervisors who abuse you, with neighbors who forget you, with a church that goes the way of men and follows money and prestige instead of the word, with a government full of self-serving bureaucrats, with cities full of violence, with rivers full of garbage and the air full of smoke, with cancer and war and poverty, your Christmas didn't live up to Hallmark standards. The warm fuzzies melted quickly like credits rolling down a screen. The mundane workday world returned too soon while you were busy washing dishes all alone or picking up the living room or running out of toys and distractions before dinner. Christmas just doesn't satisfy like it seems it should. Something's always a little wrong. Someone missing. Someone mad, someone alone. The dark cold. They get to you. But so does the brokenness of the world. No matter how unsatisfied, how frustrated, or tired that you might be, no matter how deeply your own heart is pierced, Jesus is born of Mary. He lays down his life under Pilate, and he strikes the guards dumb when he rises again. 
Life on this side of glory is not as it should be. Husbands should always love their wives. Children should always honor their parents. Parents should always remember their children. Pastors should always preach the truth and serve others. But they don't. Not even most of the time. And then no matter how much life has failed you, friends betrayed you, your own flesh degraded and shamed you, Jesus was born of Mary. He laid on his life under Pilate, and he struck the guards dumb on Sunday when he rose. And that's enough. It's enough to bestow, to bestow joy and hope to your pondering heart. This sad life is not all that there is. The fallen world will not last. Jesus was born and died and rose and will bring you home. This love will not yet remove all your pain or stop all the violence and debauchery or bring your children back. But it will. It will make all things right and wipe away every tear when our Lord comes again on the last day. In the meantime, it'll give you the strength to carry on. It will comfort and console for Jesus himself, born of Mary, alive out of death, loves you. He gives his body and his blood to strengthen and nourish you in body and soul to life everlasting. And that is most certainly true. Ponder that for a while. The peace of God which passes all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.